Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the TAO Intentions Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you had a good start to your week this week. I wanted to dedicate this specific podcast episode to the power of femininity. And so let me give you a backstory as to why I wanted to do a podcast episode on the power of femininity. A few years back, I used to watch or attempt to watch videos, especially on YouTube, that talks about feminine power or art of femininity, as they would have called it. And one of the trends that I noticed within these videos when they discuss femininity or the power or art or whatever they want to call it is that they seem to be stuck on the way you look, the way that you carry yourself. So you dress in nice clothes, you wear beautiful makeup, your hair is is done really well and you're flawless. You walk with this air of, of light and, and energy and positivity. And they just kind of made it seem as if as a woman, you are only recognized by your beauty or your looks. And not very many people are, are blessed with that. So I continue to to watch some of these videos with a with a bit of confusion because it's almost like as a woman you can't be too assertive and if you are assertive it cannot offend um, a masculine energy or make another female feel uncomfortable. You have this air about you that is just so calming and and open and you are just pleasant and so not very many people or not very many women feel that way and so as i was just you know listening to these these youtubers um talking about the art of femininity and and what it is to be a a woman and how you have to look and how you have to dress and how your body has to be on point i just started feeling that you know majority of the women i'm looking at every day when i walk out of my home and i go to work and i'm walking down the street or i'm going to the grocery store i don't see what these women are describing and so i just really wanted to dive in on on that topic with this episode which is why i decided to name the podcast episode power of femininity because i do feel that feminine feminine is powerful so One of the things that, you know, when I was looking into power of femininity or just femininity altogether was that, you know, our femininity traits um, that most people find appealing are openness, receptivity and sensuality. When you hear the word femininity, what comes to mind? And I recall asking a few females that I've met from different ages and backgrounds to just kind of tell me the word that pops into your head when you hear the term femininity and honestly you can even apply this question to yourself when you hear the word femininity what comes to mind when i hear the word femininity power comes to mind so power in in everything that you do you are a powerful person as a woman you are powerful that's that's kind of the word that came to mind for me personally when it comes to femininity now when i asked other girls some of the things that they came up with was sensual slash sexy um another girl said strength tenderness Uh, another girl said humility and modesty 
Another person would say authenticity, creative and colorful, um, ambitious, vulnerable, freedom, energy slash presence, which I think I'm the one that threw that one in because I'm very into energy and presence. I love to feel people's energy and their presence whenever I, I meet them. Solid foundation was another one that another um, female had, you know, throw, thrown in. Respect, uh, boldness and bravery, expressive, independent, and openness. And so those were kind of the words from uh, a few females that I have spoken to about the word femininity and what it really means to them and what comes to mind when they hear that term. So I just wanted to throw that list out there for for everyone. When I really started to think about femininity, um, I would go on the internet and I would just kind of look up certain articles just to kind of see what other people are writing about in in the sense of, of femininity. And so one thing that I remembered seeing was feminine power is self-knowledge and that is very true self-knowledge you know also means self-awareness acceptance there are so many beautiful positive terms that fall under self-awareness and when you hear self-awareness you are not thinking about the clothes that she's wearing or the amount of makeup she has on her face and how expensive that makeup was because her her face looks flawless and, you know, the amount of money that she spends to go to the salon to have her hair look as beautiful as it can be. She wears these beautiful designer shoes. You don't think about all those materialistic things or face value um, items that you see on a woman as self-knowledge. It is an understanding of who we are and who we are capable of becoming. It is not about overt sexiness. It's being comfortable in your own skin. And when we talk about the term of overt sexiness, I remember, you know, going on maybe two dates with the guy. And after the first date, you know, we were just talking through text message because I, I really wanted to to learn about him or how he thinks by the topic of conversation that we have through text messages. And I remembered once that he ended up complimenting me, I think maybe two days later after we've been talking for a few days, where he says, you know, you're, you're, overt, you're overtly sexy. And I said to him via text message, what, what do you mean by that? And so he says, you know, like whenever I, I see you walking in the store, or I see you walking down the street, you have this overt sexiness about you. Keep in mind, when I walk out of my door, if I'm not going to work, I'm in jeans and like a top. I'm not wearing any makeup. I can't even say that my hair is, is well because in my mind, I'm getting from point A to point B and then right back to point A. I am not looking to to do anything. I'm not trying to impress anyone. But he considered me to be an overt sexy sensual type of person so again that kind of threw up a red flag for me because i'm not really trying to do that and i have no idea where that came from so i i did not understand so when i asked him to explain a little bit more because it's kind of vague i wasn't doing anything i don't even i think i said hi to him that day as well so i didn't understand what he meant by overt overt's a very strong word he couldn't really explain it, so I kind of got the sense that using overt 
as a as a way to compliment a female it's just a compliment it's not because he actually put a lot of thought into it but i guess being overt in your your sexual ways or being overtly sexual or sensual is is considered to be a, a feminine trait so I said, all right, I guess I'll just add this to the podcast episode that <laughs> I'm currently doing right now. So looking inward, what is your feminine power? And that is something that I've been kind of thinking about for months. Like, what is my feminine power? And maybe I'll be able to answer this question as we go along in the in the podcast episode. I'll just double right back. Um, most people believe that feminine power is about control inspiring a man or how you look to others if you took away all of that makeup fancy clothing your bra and panties who would you be and that's very difficult thing to do to just stand in the mirror naked and look at yourself and ask yourself who are you who would you be without all of these things who would you look like would you find yourself desirable? Would you put yourself down or pick yourself apart? It's it's those little things that just kind of tell you how much self-knowledge you have about yourself, how much you accept yourself. When you put yourself down and pick yourself apart, that's not you accepting your flaws or accepting you as a woman. That's you you abusing yourself. Would you find yourself desirable? I mentioned that before. And, and honestly, not a lot of women stand in front of a mirror naked and could say, I find myself desirable. To look at myself and just think, God, I'm sexy. Not very many people can do that. Not even men. Do you like yourself? And that is a question that, you know, kind of came up when I was writing this episode. I was just watching a show. I don't even remember what the show was because I, I like to have background noises when I work. Um, if it's not music, I could have on Netflix, I could have on YouTube and I don't recall what episode I watched, but in that episode, in that moment in time where I decided to pay attention, this person asked this other person, do you like yourself? Are you happy with yourself? It came up perfect timing because I was writing this episode. So I just wrote it down. Do you like yourself? Yes, I like myself. I, the host, Orky Brown, I like myself. Not very many people like me, but I'm okay with that because I like myself. Are you happy with yourself? Not all the time. Not 100% of the time. Sometimes I do. I am very happy with myself. And other times I tend to put myself down. And no, I'm not very happy with myself in that specific moment, but would I say that I'm unhappy with myself every day, all day? No. So, something to ask yourself. Do you like yourself? Are you happy with yourself? A lot of people believe that femininity is meek, helpless, submissive, innocent, naive. Majority of those words that I just listed aren't positive words. When you hear meek, you just sound pathetic and weak. And when you hear helpless, you just sound like the damsel in distress all the time that can't do anything for herself. Submissive, 
God, I hate the term submissive. You hear it all the time. If you go to church, you hear submit to your husband, submit to the Lord. But when you ask someone, what does submissive really mean? Can you break that down for me? Most people can't answer it. It's just, you know, obey, be silent, walk behind your husband or, or you know, shut up until you're spoken to and just recognize your place. Your opinion doesn't matter. But really, when I asked an uncle of mine, you know, what his definition of submissive was, he said submissive meant respect. So I said to him, why can't we just change the term from submissive to just respect? Be respectful to your husband. Be respectful to your boss. Be respectful to your neighbors and the people that you meet. That sounds so much more positive than submissive. Innocent was another term. And I thought to myself, innocent Innocent doesn't even sound very nice. I know when it comes to to men who say the term innocent, it's almost like the the person is saying that they're looking for a doormat or they like the fact that they they found someone who doesn't know very much about the world and that they can teach and mold and control. And so I don't find the term innocent positive either. Naive. Naive just sounds like you live under a rock, you don't know anything, you need guidance through every aspect of your life, it does not sound positive at all. But those are the type of terms that are being used with femininity. Again, all of this is my opinion. If you disagree, definitely you know, come on the social media page, go on, um, on the, the topic post and, and just comment on the, under the comments and I will respond. A lot of people believe that femininity is a woman that has it all together. All together? God, the pressure. Who has it all together? If someone has it all together, please come on the social media page and tell me you are one of those people that have it all together. That is such a high expectation that I could never ever ever tell someone that i have it all together and a lot of people come to me with saying that their perception of me is that i have it together i don't have it together i'm a hot mess i don't understand anybody in that situation where they could say i have it all together but that's kind of the pressure that they put on femininity as a female you have to have it all together to be considered amazing As a woman, we can do many things and be many things, but do we want to do and be everything all the time? That's a very valid question. My answer is no. No, I don't want to do everything and be everything all the time. It's draining. It's a lot of pressure. I don't want to have to feel like I have the burden of the world on my shoulders. I don't want people to feel that they can come to me with their problems and I'm supposed to take it home and nurse it, put it on my tit and give it some milk. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. And any woman who wants to be everything to everyone, I wish you the best of luck because you will never be happy with yourself and people will never be happy with you because that's what people pleasers do. They want to please everybody. Go right ahead. Do what you need to do. I'm happy for you. Most times, women have to be everything because we have no choice. Maybe we don't know how to ask for help, 
But if we want things done in a timely fashion, then we have to do it ourselves. And it's very true. We have looked over history. If you look back at your mom and your grandma, and if you look in other women's families and see their mom and, and their grandma, majority of the time they're doing everything. And they're being praised for the fact that they do everything. They cook, they clean, they go to work. They never complain. Everything is amazing. I want my wife to be just like that. I want my my girlfriend to be just like my mom and my dad and all of that nonsense. And so most women just don't even bother asking for help because guess what? If you ask someone for help, you know how long it's going to take for you to, to get that garbage out? That garbage is going to be sitting there for a few days because the person's like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Five days later, it's still there. So you might as well just do it yourself. The dishes in the dishwasher, no one else is going to wash it. You have to keep asking how many times before it gets done. You might as well just do it yourself. Laundry, they do the laundry, but they do it half-ass and it's not that great. So you might as well do it yourself because you want your clothes to be fresh and clean and you want to be proud of it because, you, again, you are a reflection on your household and the people that come in and out of it. So that's another pressure on top of that. So you have to go to work and you have to do everything for the boss constantly all the time doing it in a timely fashion doing it so well with zero mistakes a lot of pressure again but that's basically what women have to deal with in society we're not allowed to have mental breakdowns where we're not allowed to to have our personal days a lot of people just don't seem to realize how powerful women are because they have to be everything they have to do everything and they get praised for it. And sometimes they don't get praised for it because it's like, oh, why did you do that? Well, it's been sitting there for two weeks and I asked you every single day to get it done. So the fact that I have to do it, it means that you drop the ball. No, 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 no. You should have left it there. It's for me. A lot of people give them that response. They don't say thank you for doing it. Sorry, I forgot. It won't happen again. It's attacking the person. So women have to deal with a lot. And because we have to deal with a lot, we are powerful, very powerful. We are expected to be the hot girl, the model, the kink in the bedroom, the mom, the wife, the therapist, the teacher, the scientist, the chef, and the maid. God, we are powerful. We are so powerful to be able to be all those different people all at once. It is crazy how powerful we are. All these standards are placed on a woman, and that is a heavy burden to carry. This burden has led to mental illness, such as anorexia, which is an eating disorder. Um, we also have common sleep disorders. We have stress and anxiety, which again, all of that is due to the fact that we are everything all the time. And a lot of people don't take into consideration the mental health of women because let's be real, women have been doing this for such a long time, it should be normal for a woman to do everything all the time all by herself. All symptoms of carrying this burden it's basically a symptom. They're, they're all symptoms of it. Women put this unrealistic expectation on ourselves due to media, due to the unrealistic expectations that some men have towards women. We also internalize these standards on ourselves and other women, passing judgment where your opinion wasn't required. 
I was very guilty of that. Thank God I have grown by accepting myself and becoming more self-aware by asking myself healthy questions. But women do this to each other every single day, constantly judging, constantly critiquing, constantly making another female feel like shit for, for things that might be out of their control that's happening in their lives. I have been in situations where women were judging my body and it was normal for them. I would experience this at school, in church, when I used to go to church. Women don't say to another woman, your breast is nice. Instead, I hear your breasts are too big or too small. Your ass is too big or too small. You have a stomach. All to reinforce shame in other women. We already get judged by men in all areas. It is a lot of work to feel that feminine power because most days as a female, I don't feel it. I don't wake up in the morning thinking, God, I feel powerful. Walking, you know, getting out of my bed, walking to my bathroom with a big smile on my face in the morning. I don't feel it. I really don't. You get dressed, you leave your home, you're going to work, you're in the car driving, you're too busy thinking about the long list of stuff you have to do on a daily basis. It is very hard to just take that moment and embrace yourself and say, God, I'm powerful. I'm a powerful female and I feel it. I feel like a superwoman. We, we don't have the time to do that. There is just not enough time to learn as we grow about ourselves when we are so busy being everything to everyone. There has been a trend to empower and encourage women to take time for themselves, thank God. Taking a long bath, exercising, meditation, time away from our busy lifestyle. Many women enjoy a glass of wine, sometimes a little too much. I can say that in the past, I was guilty of buying a bottle and drinking at least three glasses at night because I was stressed. I had a lot on my mind. I just needed to decompress. I put on some Netflix, I put my foot up, and I just drank some wine. I felt I felt great. <laughs> so, you know, they encourage time with with your friends and most smoke some weed, no judgment. I used to do it too. Not going to hate. But having that moment with your girlfriends where you can just talk and vent and laugh and just have a good time has been very encouraged especially right now in our society to just kind of help with our mental health so i really do based on the list that i provided to you i encourage all women to do this if you don't feel like you have any friends well go make some new ones make the time to have a personal life you also have to understand that these pressures go beyond everyday life in a male-dominated work environment a woman is seen as only a sexual object or not intelligent enough to do the job. They don't want to hurt their little heads. Thank you, male, for doing that to me, especially when I used to work in male-dominated jobs in the past. And I do want to share a story about that, but it has nothing to do with me. But this is something that I had had seen working in a, a male-dominated environment. And I believe it was a, a car rental company that I worked for for about two years. And so when I got there, I met some amazing females. 
Not all of them were great. Some of them were quite bitter and resentful towards the job because, you know, they've been there much longer than I have and they've dealt with a lot. So their feminine power was really not showing. It was just toxic energy that was coming off of them. But I remember meeting this one woman and she worked in HR and she was a very pleasant woman, very sweet, very easy to talk to. And she just had this pleasant smile on her face. And I remembered, you know, a few months later, I kind of heard the story that some of the guys were were talking about. And I was very confused by the, the story because when I met her, I'm like, this doesn't sound like this is a mistake that she would ever make. But it turns out she did. She ended up getting together with someone who worked in the same department um, in the same building. And it's only one floor. So everyone sees everyone and everyone, you know, knows each other's business. And so she got into an entanglement with this specific gentleman who seemed like he was super sweet and he was really nice and he was behaving like a gentleman up until he hit it. So he got her in bed, he enjoyed himself, and then he came to work the next day to brag about it to all the guys and they all gave each other props and and laughed about it. And then those same guys went to different um buildings or a different establishment that is under that that rental company's umbrella and started sharing that story and which of course that's how the story got to me because again I was what one of the girls in the office to to overhear the story and I was so confused as to why these guys thought it was right to to go and spread a story that completely demeaned her and made her just seem like she was a stupid girl and she was just an object. And so I would see the guy and he would walk in and a big smile on his face and his chest was puffed up and you know, and I'm looking at him going, God, this guy is a complete loser. But at the time I didn't know it was him. You can just tell just by looking at his face and the way that he talks that he was clearly bullied in school. In high school, he never got the girl. He was that loser. And now, you know, he was working for a company where where men supported men and men encouraged men and lift them up. And one of the ways to lift up these types of men was to hire some pretty girls and have them sleep with them. So, you know, he did put in the work to to get with her and he gained her trust and that's what he did to her. And I felt so bad for her because she is so sweet and so nice. And you would go to the Christmas parties and you would see her standing there in the corner None of the females would really talk to her. None of the, all the guys just kind of smirked and looked at her all the time. And she was, she had to just stand there and smile while she was being alienated. And I just felt so bad. I would walk over and I go, hey, can't say her name, but I said, hey, how are you? And she's like, oh, I'm good. And she was so happy that someone spoke to her. And I thought to myself, this dude is a complete asshole, but this is the toxic masculine environment. So I always made sure after hearing those stories, never never ever i mean i made it a rule never to date people i work with and seeing that happen to her i wouldn't even consider breaking that rule but that is what i mean by working in a male dominated work environment that is what a lot of females have to deal with on top of again being everything the more attractive a woman is the better they treat her until you know what that means i don't have to spell it out a lot of places like to hire the most attractive girls just so the boss could well get in her pants and some girls fall for it they feel stupid because you know once the boss gets what he wants 
he kind of starts criticizing her performance saying that she's not doing a really good job which is his cue of saying it's time for you to go i've i've had enough of you um i've hit it i'm done you can go so i can hire another good looking girl so i can use as well and of course in a male-dominated environment work environment they're not going to take sexual harassment seriously because they're going to protect their own. So at the end of the day, you have to go. These things are normal in in male-dominated environments. In a woman-dominated environment, some women are supportive and others make you feel that you aren't smart, turn their nose up at you, even participate in the jokes with other men and women behind your back. They truly try to make these women's work life miserable as if they have it out for these women. It's it's very personal for them, which is, is very weird to me because again, this is a workplace. When you go home, you go home to your family. If you're unhappy and you're bitter about your home life, that's a you problem. But to come to work and make it so personal that you want to disgrace and tear down another woman to make yourself feel better, it's just sad. Anyone listening to this episode can say they have experienced one of these situations or both i've ex- i can say that i've experienced both not that i've ever slept with anyone that i've worked with no 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 i would never do that maybe once i quit if you had proven yourself during the work um, the time that we worked together that you were a good person once i leave the job i would consider dating you consider not a definite yes but i would consider it uh, but I can't say that I've ever been in a a position where I have ever allowed a male in the workplace to get into my pants. But I do have to say that I have experienced some of those things in a male-dominated, or sorry, female-dominated environment where women really do tear people down. I remember working for this this job and it was a short-term position. And I would recall, you know, just this this girl and she wasn't even you know that young she was maybe like 24 and i would see her you know the way she walks in and the way she talks to people the way she looks at people she's she's very friendly with all the male but she just looks down and turns her nose up whenever she sees a girl and gives them dirty looks and they still keep her you know why because she's beautiful she was a drop dead gorgeous girl but when she opened her mouth you were like ew why would any of these guys be trying to chase you? And I get it. If you look past the fact that she she just says foul things and she's really just not a nice person, you can still have sex with that for a time and then you just let her go. But she was just, I remember seeing her thinking, wow, she is such a beautiful girl. And then when she opened her mouth, I was like, run, run. This girl is toxic she seems evil and i never looked at her the same again but all of these guys would hear her talking smack about every other female and you know looking down at people and they would still follow her around like she's god and so all of this to say we have it hard as a woman it is so hard to feel our best daily but we are resilient we are powerful we can move above all of these experiences but only if we tap into our feminine power by practicing self-knowledge we are so used to being told that what we are feeling doesn't matter 
we are too emotional and we overthink. We hear these criticism every day, which is why women need to learn to ask for what we need and not feel guilty about it or speak up for ourselves. If someone is tearing you down because of something that you do regularly, that you are doing for your own purposes, then tell them off. Don't be scared. Feminine power doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be meek. It doesn't mean that you take people walking all over you. You are not a doormat where someone can take their dirty shoes that they stepped in dog shit down the street and wipe it on you whenever they feel like it. No, stand up for yourself and still harness that feminine power. There are a lot of women who feel guilty for wanting time off work and time for themselves. They would work themselves into an early grave to please others. And these same people that are asking you to give up your time, your personal time for yourself to continue to work or do overtime, these are the same people that even leave early all the time. They hardly ever do work themselves. They're just chilling in their office doing nothing whatsoever. And so they have literally, you know, own their success to the hard work that you're doing for them. And yet they make you feel guilty for wanting your personal time. Say, I want my personal time and I'm going to take my personal time. And if you want to threaten my job because of it, go right ahead. But at the end of the day, girls, women, learn how to stand up for yourself. Learn how to ask for what you need. Learn how to voice what you're feeling without guilt because guilt is a killer. This, of course, completely depletes them of energy and self-love when you're too busy feeling guilty about wanting something for yourself, wanting some time, wanting some space, wanting a vacation. It It's tiring. So girls, own your feminine power. We owe it to ourselves to respect ourselves, have courage, and ask for what we need. If a person cannot assist with that, you are in the wrong environment. You are not the problem. The environment is the problem. Know your limits and listen to yourself. Self-knowledge means that you are listening to your body. You are listening to your emotions. You are taking into account everything that you're experiencing on an individual level every single day and saying, look, I'm exhausted. I can't come into work. Call in sick. You realize, you know what? I might need more than a day or two. Go into work and say, hey, I'm not feeling very good. I will need a couple of days off. Take a week off. Don't be scared. You are allowed to listen to yourself, learn your needs, and give your body what it needs. Harness your feminine power. Be yourself with less self-judgment. Be accepting of your flaws and fall in love with you. Appreciate your body. Accept that you don't look like the next girl. And that is beautiful. Being different size, having different forms of breasts and butt and legs, that's what makes you beautiful. You are unique in your own right. So love that about yourself. We are all beautiful in our own way and we need to really start to accept ourselves. So I asked the question earlier on in this podcast episode, what is your feminine power? And now that I've completed uh, the discussion of feminine power, my answer would be that my feminine power is ambitious. 
I'm independent. I can be respectful if the person deserves it, but I express myself. I express my emotion. No one comes and tells me what I'm supposed to feel and how I'm supposed to be. I am who I am. I have that self-knowledge of myself. I am very self-aware. I am very accepting of myself now. Not in the past, but now. And so one of the other things that I do notice about myself with, of course, self-knowledge is that I like to encourage people. If you come to me with a plan that you might be thinking of, I'll talk to you about it and I'll break it down and I'll even list my concerns about it. But at the end of the day, I'm never going to tell you that it's a stupid idea, don't do it. I'm going to say, do the research. And when we talk about it next time, I want to know what you've learned. But I have never stopped somebody from accomplishing what they need to accomplish. If there's something that you are about to do that's not going to be good for you, I'm going to warn you about it, but it's still your decision at the end of the day. So I feel that I'm an encourager. I like to encourage people. I like to push people to get out of their comfort zone and try something new and learn something about themselves. So that to me is my feminine power. And again, it had nothing to do with my looks. It had nothing to do with my makeup. It had nothing to do about how fabulous my hair is and how when I walk down the street, I walk with this breeze and I smell like nature. It had nothing to do with any of that. My feminine power is how I treat people. Is how I talk to people. That is a feminine power. This concludes the podcast episode on the power of femininity. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to click the follow button under TOA Intentions Podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also check out our social media pages for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the YouTube channel by following Facebook, the Ambitious Obsession page, Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Ops. Don't forget to follow and share your favorite podcast episodes with your family and your friends. And I really do hope you all have a splendid day.